Welcome to Dropping Keys, everybody. Conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your co-conspirator, and I'm the head of Key Exploration. At this time in my life, I like to say that I try to inspire meaningful conversations to move people, communities, and organizations forward, that I try to wake people up to the reality that they're in and to the potential and the possibility of where they can be going. And what you've opened up today in this podcast is an A volume of Dropping Keys. It's an extension of the previous conversation where I take a deeper dive into one or more of the keys dropped. In this case, this is a compliment to volume seven with co-conspirator Sarah Elkins. So this is volume seven, A. But let me back up. Dropping Keys is the title of a poem by Hafez, a 14th century mystic and poet and And that poem is the inspiration for this podcast. This is the poem. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. If you haven't listened to Volume 7, of course, I invite you to engage the conversation that I had with Sarah. One day, I found myself nearly up to my waist in water. I was in a sub-basement, and there was water flowing out of a drain pipe about 10 feet above my head, and it was flowing down the wall across a breaker box, and I'm standing in water again, up, up just about up to my waist. But instead of calling a plumber or trying to find someone who could help me, I just began to look around. What did I have available to myself? What was there that I could use to begin trying to pump these thousands of gallons of water out of this sub-basement? Well, I found a couple of old something pumps and a couple of garden hoses and a couple of pipes and some duct tape. And I began for the next two or three hours to try to pump out this sub-basement. Now, I got a lot of it done. I got a lot of the water out, but it's just one of those times, one of those things that I think of the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, most of the time this phrase is actually used with a negative connotation, but I used to wear it as a badge of honor. You see, I'm pretty good at a lot of stuff. Plumbing, electrical, diagnosing complex systems, administration, speaking, writing, coaching, the list goes on. I always figured if I could do it and get it done, then it was worth it. I didn't have to take time to engage anyone else. I mean, unless the scale was larger than I thought I could handle, or I just simply couldn't be bothered. But something happened along the way. Pretty soon, I expected myself to do all of these things. All of them. If I had done them okay before, if I'd fixed something decently before, figured it out on myself before, then I needed to keep doing them, even if they began to take away from what were probably the more important items on my list. I've done this for years. I felt I had to be competent. No, 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 not not comp, not just competent, but good at everything. Technical things like sound and sound mixing, computer diagnostics, Wi-Fi system setup. And when these things would have issues, I felt I had to jump in and fix it. Me, 
slowly. As you can imagine, this jack-of-all-trades orientation led to frustration. Because like Mr. Incredible from the Incredibles movie, I began to ask, didn't I just fix this yesterday? I mean, a day wouldn't go by where my jack-of-all-trades expertise wasn't needed, wasn't being called upon, you know, light bulbs to lounge chairs. And this led to resentment. Why wouldn't anyone else step up? Why did they always turn to me when something went sideways? Couldn't they just figure it out themselves? Uh, slowly, though, very slowly, my family will tell you, I'm kind of thick-headed and stubborn when it comes to realizing things that are basically clear to others. <laughs> there was a dawning realization that while my varied abilities gave me the opportunity to learn about lots of things, and I, of course, I encourage all of us to never stop learning and growing and understanding and trying new things, but my propensity to think that I had to be the one to fix everything that I had some minor skill in was taking away the opportunity for others to step up. People who had real expertise, people who had real interest in learning more, going deeper, becoming masters, people who would do it with joy and focus, not frustration and resentment. And the thing that I was beginning to learn, I think Sarah summed up really, really well. You don't have to be good at everything. I mean, the opposite is a lie that our egos and probably our culture tells us that you have to be good at everything. I mean, remember the old perfume ad? I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan and never, 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 never let you forget you're a man. I think a lot of people live with that kind of idea every day. They feel that they're failing because they aren't good at everything or at least the things that their culture, their partner, perhaps their ego tells them they should be good at. This, this whole palette of things that if you try to do them all, it would be impossible to be good at. I think it's also tied to the myth of the self-made person. We Americans love the idea of somebody who does it all on their own. The frontiersman or frontierswoman who charts their own path. Everyone else be damned. You probably hear it all the time. I do. They didn't inherit their money. They made it themselves. That is a lie. But that's for another podcast. Back to Sarah. Her work as a Gallup Strengths coach has shown her over and over that when we own and hone and improve our strengths, we allow and we must invite people with other strengths to partner with us. And when we allow and we invite others to own, use, hone, and improve their strengths, the entire family, the entire team, the entire organization, maybe even the community, maybe even the country gets better. Her words were something I needed to hear. You don't have to be good at everything. Now, this doesn't mean, again, that we shouldn't be learning and growing, trying new things. It does mean we ought to be on the lookout for people who are really good in other areas, places where they get their energy from leading and serving and working in. We need to see other people's magic, as Sarah said, and we need people in our lives who see ours. What a great key that is that she dropped. So today, where is it that you're trying to be? a jack of all trades, but master of none. 
Maybe today is the day to begin to get clear on your strengths, on what you do really well, what brings you joy, energy, life, hope. Not that it's without struggle, but the kind of struggle that you know is just good. I know Sarah would love to work with you to define those strengths and to, to help you figure out who you need to call around you and your team to, to make things better, your organization, your life, your family. And maybe it's just time to evaluate where is it that you're trying to be a jack of all trades and where might you invite others to partner with you? I'm telling you, when you allow this to be true for you, that you don't have to be good at everything. All kinds of possibilities open up. When that cage door swings open, you see things differently and you can live differently. So I invite you to let yourself out of the cage of feeling that you have to be good at everything. Thanks, Sarah. And thank you for listening to Volume 7A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or at joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book every single day on my website or on Amazon. I'm also beginning to write and post each and every day on my website, joelmorgan.com backslash reflections. So if you want to check that out, you're more than welcome to. Drop me a note if this podcast connected with you. Drop me a note if you think there's someone that I ought to have on as a co-conspirator. May the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself. Until next time, everybody.